This is Father Joseph Anthony Kress. And this is Father Jacob Bertrand Jansen. Welcome to God's Planning. Thank you to all those who support us. And if you enjoy uh, this podcast, please consider making a monthly donation on Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to God's Planning wherever you listen and or watch this podcast. So Father Jacob Bertrand, this episode is coming out in February. Yes, right? yes, it is February. It is February. There it is. Um, I remember being in the novitiate in February was um, affectionately referred to as the nine months of February because it was right in the middle of the year of our novitiate. It was cold. It was dark. Uh, it was not the most enjoyable time. So I'm going to make a bold statement right here. Okay. Say, February is the worst month. Just full stop? I think so. Yeah. Why? It's just it's it's cold, it's dark. It's just like you're you're done with winter by this point and all you want is to be in better weather, maybe be on a beach somewhere, uh things like that. So, I'm going to make that proclamation. I'll make it for myself and, you know, it, in the comments they can say whether or not you agree with that. But I want to talk about good things. So, if February is let's say the worst month of the okay. 12 out there, uh <laughs> what would be the best month if you could pick one? Oh gosh. You have 12 options. No. Well, technically, yeah. But I guess if we've declared February to be the worst, I have 11 options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how math works. But I could pick February as the best just to be contrarian. Which, but it's it, it's not the best. I don't, I don't know if it's the worst, but it's not the best. Uh -huh, so uh -huh. we're not doing the middle. We're not doing the middle rankings. What is the best month or my favorite month? I don't know. That's tough. I'm, I'm debating between December Oh. In like September. Okay. Yeah. 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 So give me like two seconds to figure out what do you have one in mind? Yeah, I'm I think I'm in the I I love spring and summer. Uh, like I love warm weather. And May has a certain kind of like chaotic element to it because it's typically around like graduations and things like that. I think I'm more of like a June man. Okay. Like it's it's super nice weather. You have long days. The sun sets late, um, but it's not like the depth of the summer where like July heat just destroys you. In August, it can like the humidity can just really really wreck you. So I think I think June is where I where I stay because like at that point the school year's kind of ended and you have a time to breathe and kind of you know enjoy nice outdoor activities like golfing that I do. Okay. I love it. So June, but yeah, June's my June. month. That's I might, I might, as, as, I've, as I've not listened to what you were saying and thought about what my favorite <laughs> month is, I think I might. A typical conversation, yeah, exactly, you know. Thinking about me. Um, I, I would pick September. Yeah. Yeah, similarly, or similar to the reasons. But just on the opposite I'm end. Just of on it. the opposite end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. more of a, of a fall kind of guy than you're a spring. A, you're a pumpkin spice latte? No, I don't like, I don't like that that much. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. But what's your fall drink then? What's your September drink? I don't change my drinks because yeah, yeah, good point. I'm not a child. <laughs> I just drink what I like. <laughs> so uh, um, I basically drink iced coffee or all espresso. Year. Yeah. All that's it. Okay. Um, I did have a Respect. pumpkin spice latte this fall though, and I regretted it. Okay. It was nice for the first sip, but then after it was You're just like, like I can't do all of this. I can't. It's yeah. a little much. Yeah. It's a little much. But hey, more power to you. If you have your seasonal drinks, like you go for it. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about seasonal drinks or seasons of the year or even months of the year, although it's fun doing that. We're actually here to talk about prayer. 
Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, from my experience working with college students, I get the question a lot of father, like, all right, I want to pray more or um, I'm just coming back to my faith and I want to, how do I start a prayer life or, yeah. or things like that? And I think it's as, as especially as Catholics, the first like step that most Catholics um, uh, take when it's either growing their faith or um, coming back to the faith or even converting, um, the first step that we always see is going to mass, right? Sure. And so that's typically the first engagement with it. Um, it's it's core. The, the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. So in many respects, yeah, that's exactly where to go. But um, the the second step that I, I see very, very often is trying to build a, a routine and a prayer life um, that is daily and learning how to pray. Um, and so I think that's what we wanted to talk about today. Where like we can talk about specific methods of prayer or devotions or things like that, but at the same time, there are a lot of other elements that roll into a prayer life um, that need to be um, considered and, and taken into account so that we can have a healthy prayer life and a, and a f- fruitful prayer life. Yeah. So um, let's just start with like when somebody uh, has an appointment with you and sits down with you and says, hey, Father, like I want to grow my prayer life. Like where do you start in yeah. that sense? I like to point out the the sort of habitual reality of a prayer life mm, okay. of and, and what I mean by that is is a few things, actually. First, as you've described using those two words, prayer life. Like prayer is not something, if you want to have time with God, that is, I was going to say that's like, I don't know, that's worthwhile in the sense of like, having a relationship not in the sense of like oh i did great but like i'm i want uh, what like a prayer life where in which i'm invested in prayer Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. it has to involve it's not just like the 15 the 30 minutes the hour that we spend it 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 shapes our entire life and our life shapes how we pray and we have to think of it in those terms and that doesn't mean that everybody needs to become like a mystic and like spend hours and hours a day in prayer. But it does mean that what I do outside of my time of prayer, um, it affects my ability to pray. We can't like divorce the two. So I think it's super important to recognize that like what I'm taking in during the day, Uh whether that's, and we'll talk about this, but whether if it's like stuff that I'm listening to or watching or just surrounded by like busyness all the time, Mm -hmm. um, whether, you know, if that's kind of life, if 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 like the rest of my day has nothing to do with the Lord or that sort of like coming into prayer is going to be all the more difficult. Right. So it's getting our minds around that. And the other thing that I want to say on this is prayer life. And I mentioned like the habits is that that prayer takes the the, the praying takes time to develop those habits mm-hmm. and also those habits of like living that help us to pray. So um, we want to like be patient, but also like set ourselves up for success in a way, you know, we don't want to be our own worst enemies (laughs) even before we get to pray. Yeah. You know, so for this preparation for prayer, um, is, is I think super important. Yeah. So that's one of the first things. No, I really appreciate how you said, like also take an evaluation of the rest of your life. Like there, there is a tendency to compartmentalize prayer. You know, it's like, oh, I, I did my prayer. Now I can do whatever the hell I want for the rest of my day. And it doesn't matter because I did my prayers, right. you know, and and recognizing that what we do in our life affects our prayer and what we pray affects our life. Right. Like 
there there is such a tendency to compartmentalize our prayer life and to think, oh, I'm doing a good prayer life because I've checked off the boxes, I did it, so now now that that's done, I can go about my day. Um, and, and we don't want to compartmentalize our life. And maybe there are things that we're doing in our daily life that are not conducive to prayer. And we yeah. probably should change that. And yep. if that's, if those non-conducive things are showing up in our prayer, then oh, maybe yeah. we should readjust some things around. And like that's a red flag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And one of the big things, I think, one of like the starters, one of the things that you can't, you can't attempt to enter into any sort of time of prayer or yeah. begin to build those habits of prayer Um without silence yeah and i so like you asked like what is the first thing well i say like recognize it's not just something that we compartmentalize like you said like prayer is not just something we do for 30 minutes a day and then like it Forget has nothing that. to do with right. or vice versa you know the input or the output kind mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. kind of way but it's also you know if we think of what is at the core of prayer like what are we after well we're after a time to spend to spend with god to be in conversation with god to adore god mm -hmm. and that's that that's also a time of silence. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean we might not have you know be speaking to the Lord. That but like fundamentally, it's a time to set the rest aside and just spend time with God mm -hmm. in silence, mm -hmm. listening to Him, allowing His grace to work on us, and this sort of thing. And the big the big problem there is that that silence, I think, for a lot of us, um, is is intimidating, and we don't know what to do with it because right. we never have it. <laughs> yeah. We never have it. So if our lives are just filled with like. I was going to say podcasts. That's kind of rich Man. coming from us. You know, but like podcasts, music, noise, yeah. TV, lights, going here, hustle and bustle. And it's just like constant, constant, constant. Then to expect our our minds and our hearts and our bodies to be able to just like, okay, I'm running, running, running. Now I'm going to sit with the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. but we're not ready for that. Yeah, We're not conditioned for that. Our minds are going without, you know, like that's not how we function as human beings. So I'm not saying that our days need to be just like, silent and mm -hmm. monastic and these sort of things but i think it is important to look at um like how it is i handle my day mm -hmm. and what is the and consider some of the things that are like extra you know like the extra time i just have music playing in the background yeah. or the extra time i'm doing this or that and maybe it's like maybe cut some of that out maybe mm -hmm. it's okay to like i don't know like do housework in silence or like fall or like read in silence you know like these sort yeah. of things or like be in the car with some silence and to well, help acclimate in yeah. a way and and like you know I, I talk to students all the time it's like oh in between classes and they're like oh i'm gonna you know like what do you do when you walk from building to building like oh, i'll put my airpods in and listen to a podcast or, or turn on music it's like maybe don't yeah maybe just walk and actually be available to the people crossing your path yeah you know like that kind of lessening the distractions opens us up to the world and, and that's because those are kind of fabricated in artificial distractions. You know, yeah. there are enough distractions in the world that as I go about my day, like I got to watch out for that idiot squirrel that's running across my path. Like the, there are natural distractions out there that I need to be attentive to, to introduce fabricated and artificial distractions doesn't always help. Right. Either. Um, and as we're talking about prayer, um, I think, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a amorphous, topic because so many things can be thrown underneath the umbrella of prayer and we're going to get to that in uh towards the end but let's let's look at you know let's say what are your top two kind of like 
you, you said uh, conditioning, like we have to condition ourselves to prepare ourselves to prayer. And that's what we're talking about is preparing ourselves to pray. Yeah. Uh, what are your top two like conditions that should be addressed when you are moving into a prayerful or a time of prayer? Yeah. Like, so what would I say? Top two for me. I, I can think of one and hopefully I'll think of a second as I'm talking about the well, one. You say you're one, I'll say one, and then we'll go back and forth. Look at and that. Then, Teamwork. <laughs> We're doing great. Um, <laughs> hopefully, I won't steal your one, but um, I'll change it. Uh, perfect. Uh, one of one of the things that I find very helpful, not just for me but for other people too, is to have uh, like a, a place set aside for prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for us as like religious, that's a bit easier because we have chapels yep. or that sort of thing in our in our home. Um, but I think you can find spaces that are more dedicated to. Um, whether it's like in a study where you read and it's typically quieter, like you're like, or space where you study, not everybody. I mean, I don't have a study. People don't typically have studies, but you know what I mean? This, the space that isn't used for everything else, Yeah. you know, like sitting on, I'll, I'll use an example. Maybe some people find this to be fine, but I wouldn't myself, but like sitting on the couch where I watch TV mm-hmm. to also use as a prayer space yeah. probably isn't going to be the most helpful for me because it's just not a, si- a space set aside or like a space that's different enough. So even if I'm not around a chapel or that sort of thing, I like to have, yeah, like a space or just to have, like even just a signal to my my mind, mm-hmm. myself that like, okay, this is like, it's time for something sacred. It's not like, yeah. it's not an option of like, oh, I come here to put on TV and now I'm coming here. You know, it's like that mm-hmm. sort of thing for me. So having having a space is we're, we're physical beings. Like the, the physicality is extremely important. I don't go to the library to work out. Right, like I'm sure. Like yeah. nobody, like do you nobody go in, to the gym to work out. Yeah, no, I don't go okay, to the gym okay. to work. I just don't work out. <laughs> you know, I should, I should fix that. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> so people, let's say yeah, yeah. people don't. <laughs> You're not yeah. like walking down the stacks to find a book, and there's somebody just like rocking out push-ups in the middle yeah. of it. Like that's weird. Yeah, you know. So there, there's a physical space that's conducive to these types of things. Yeah. And like I said, we have chapels, right? Well you can swing by a church, yeah. you know, like maybe it's on the churches on your way to and from work or to and from class like that. Those might be the most conducive, but if you don't have that, like, do you have a, a prayer nook, a prayer chair or something that is like, yeah, I don't eat my, you know, DoorDash takeaway in this chair. I pray in that chair, yeah. you know, and, and just at least having one little aspect set aside is huge and, yeah. and really important. Put an icon, put a crucifix there to help no, exactly. like this is prayer. This is prayer place, you yeah. know. So I agree with that. You didn't steal that from me. Don't okay, worry. Good. My my uh, thing is, as we talked about the place, the physicality of that. I also think it's really important to ask the question of us: is what time of day do I pray best? Yeah. Um, and that's that can be very difficult for some people. You know, it's not just like what time of day are you most awake or what time of day, but it's like what time of day do you pray best? Uh, I know for me personally, I'm a night owl. Like I can stay up to all hours a night. Like it doesn't bother me. I'm 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 um, built for that. But I pray best in the morning. You know, like I find if I if I start praying at night, like my mind's just running through whatever happened that day, and I'm yeah. just replaying the tapes, and I get really distracted. But if I have morning prayer time, then I can actually be attentive to the word of God or I can be attentive to contemplation in in those ways. And that's a better prayer time for me, even though naturally my body isn't built for that. Yeah. 
And so those may be hard conversations. And and I know I know some people that actually play pray really well midday. Like they they're they're really Not good yeah. at like the the three PM holy hour or yeah. on their lunch break, you know, taking thirty minutes, like that they find that really conducive prayer. So just as we ask that question and in, in preparing for prayer of let's say where do you pray? Well, I think the question also has to become like, well, what time of day yeah. do you pray? In in healthy preparations for prayer, if you can say, Okay, I pray in the morning, I pray in this chair, now those two things are taken care of. Yep. And prayer becomes much more accessible yep. and much more inviting and less imposing to somebody who's trying to start or take their prayer further, their prayer life further. Yeah. It's less imposing now because it's like, well, I need to pray. I know I know prayer's the answer, but there's all these other factors and I, I you know, the yeah. lessens that desire. So I think those two things as far as prepping and preparing for prayer can be a huge assets to grow in a prayer life. Yeah, it's like limiting the barriers to entry yeah. in ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because often when I hear, and it's not uncommon, like in the confessional or in speaking with people about mm-hmm. prayer, sort of like in some way talking about, you know, just not like essentially not being terribly motivated, not having a lot yeah. of zeal yeah, for yeah. prayer, and then it slips by the wayside, slips by the wayside. And that can be for a whole host of reasons oh, that aren't sure. even, many of which aren't even spiritual. It's like, yeah. we're just busy. Yeah. We're you know? tired. We're tired I'm and exhausted. that sort of thing. And yeah, yeah. and yeah, and like speaking of time, for me, I'm not really a night owl. I'm more of a morning person, but I pray better in the morning as well. You know, yeah. so like that matches. But I, th- your point is well taken that it like you have to find the time that works for you and something in order to like minimize these sort of barriers to entry to make it easy and build these habits of prayer. Something that I often counsel people to do um, is to is to actually put your prayer time in your calendar. Mm. Like mm-hmm. if, if I'm I'm somebody, so I. I look at my calendar. I mean, I add things to the calendar. Take the, like I use my calendar all the time, but usually right. I look at my calendar at the beginning of the week for the week uh-huh. and just like okay, so I can have a mental picture and right. like other things that I need to put in, I'll put in and block out time for the week leading up. Mm-hmm. And I think that if there isn't, if you don't have like you knowing like I pray in the morning and this is like just yeah. regularly carved out or same thing for me or whatever time of day or like my lunch hour just happens and like I don't need to schedule it because it. It's yeah. the habit, the routines there. If you don't have that habit or routine, I think it's worth putting in your prayer time into your calendar. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and why do I think that's important? I, well, because I don't think it, we have to mechanize prayer right. in that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we need to limit those barriers to entry such that we can such that we can just know like this is my time to pray and that's it. And mm-hmm. like it's not going to get squished out by something else like barring emergencies or you know that yeah. sort of thing. And it's like. I don't have to think about, oh, what am I going to do? It? Oh, I didn't pray this morning. It's noon. And now ah, I'm busy all day. Like I'm not going to. And then, you know, it's just like, it's just there. Yep. And it's just like any other time that we carve out for somebody else. Um, and then when those habits form, we can, you know, we don't have yep. to be so reliant. But um, it's about making it as simple as possible. Um, there are many yeah. times in like, once again, I work with a lot, a lot with students. Like I, I talk to them is like, there are a lot of obligations that you have in your life that are actually externally imposed on you. Yeah. You know, like yeah. your course schedule, you don't decide when, I mean, you may say this semester I'm taking these courses, but you don't necessarily decide when they meet. Yeah. And so like, once you take an account of all of your like kind of external obligations, the first thing you should do from there is then insert your prayer into your calendar, you know, is cause like, you can't say like, well, you know, I'm going to pray every morning, 8 a.m. And then you end up with an 8 a.m. class and I'm like, well, I guess I can't take that class now. It's like sometimes there 
yeah, external obligations. Schedule, yeah. Like once again, this whole life imposes, but that's also necessary. But like once you get all those external obligations, and the first thing we should do is insert our prayer life into that. So um, we calendaring and all that stuff is is really really helpful yeah. for that. Um, so I thought of a second thing. I was going to say, is that number two? No, but like, no, okay, that yeah, was just yeah, something yeah, I right, thought right. about with the time what you schedule. Got for that? Um, this, so what was my first thing? Space. Second space. thing, and your thing was time. Yeah. Space, space time, time. Budgeting for that time mm-hmm. kind of yep, thing. And, calendar. Okay, so that that's like space is one, time mm-hmm. is two. Budgeting for that time is like 2B. Yeah, Here's exactly. three, but number two for me. If anyone's keeping no. count, you know, here we go. Yeah, I love it. Um, I love it. So another thing that I think is important uh, is to... Um, well, how, how do I want to phrase it? Like to be cognizant, to be aware of what's going on in your life outside of prayer mm-hmm. so as not to be surprised by that in prayer. Okay. So like if life is crazy and chaotic and it's like a busy season at work or school mm-hmm. or whatever, wherever, um, recognize that that's going to affect how you, you know, how you are sitting in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we talked about earlier, you can't divorce your life from prayer. Mm-hmm. So like if it's the case that wow, like life is chaotic and busy and I'm like prayer is also like super distracted and it's like yeah, who cares? Because <laughs> the Lord doesn't need you to be like in a perfect place to work on mm-hmm. you and to offer you his grace. Like it doesn't matter. I mean it matters that you show up and that you right. that you that you put yourself there and that you like you try to push away kind of mm-hmm. distractions, but like Prayer isn't about what you do for God. It's about mm-hmm. what God does for you. And it's about allowing God to work on you um, and to to give you that grace, to conform you, to heal you, to offer his mercy, all of that. And yeah, that's also to say, like, not just busyness, but like sadness or excitement about something. Like if there's something, whatever is going on, it's just basically to say whatever is going on in your life is not, it's going to be part of your prayer, even mm-hmm. if you're not praying mm-hmm. about it, you know, even if it's just going to affect how you relate to the Lord. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So and I, and I say that as a sort of like caution of not don't like be thrown by that. Mm-hmm. It's okay, yeah. you know. So like, don't be surprised if like, yeah, prayer is rough because like things are rough. Mm-hmm. That's life. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah, you yeah. know. It and and I think if you know sometimes we get kind of like, oh, why is it so? Why can't I settle? Why can't I focus? It's like, well, because my life is like I just moved and I have a, or a new job or like a new semester. It's like because things are crazy. Yes, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, show up, it, life persevere. Happens. Right, that's what matters. Uh, one of my favorite uh, quotes from Jacques Philippe is like, "The best prayer isn't the most like devoted or the most fruitful, like, but the best prayer is the one you show up to." Yeah. So just keep showing up. Yeah. You know, even if it's not, you're like, I should be better at that, or I was really, really distracted. Yeah, you probably were. Yeah. Yeah, you probably could do better at that. But the best one, the best prayer is the one that you keep showing up. Yeah. To. I tell people that we're, we're we are rewarded for our perseverance not our perfection yes uh that's super important you know we don't make ourselves perfect we don't make ourselves holy but Mm -hmm. we have to be there yeah you know so we're rewarded not for our perfection but for Mm -hmm. our perseverance and i (laughs) sorry i think the my my second point on this and and preparing for prayer is knowing how you're going to pray this Mm -hmm. is where we can talk about methods of prayer and, and things like that but I think for people who are either trying to start a prayer life or say uh, it's kind of stale, it's kind of plateaued, I want to go deeper and further. Once you have, you know, your prayer space, your prayer time and all, the, you know, these other things that you're going through and you you take an account of what's happening in your life as you walk into that uh, moment or time of prayer, 
I also think knowing how you intend to pray is very helpful. Uh, one of the advice I give to a lot of people is, you know, pick a method of prayer. If you want to, you know, pray with scripture or you want to pray by journaling or, you know, all these different styles of prayer, um, commit to that prayer for a period of time. Yeah. Let's say I'll I'll do this for three weeks or I'll do this for a month, you know, and then at the end of that evaluate, was a good prayer? Was it not like, that's not a style that like I, I do well with, I want to change something. But if you know how you are going to pray as you walk into it, once again, we're lowering the barrier, making it easier to pray. And after you do that around and kind of, you know, figure out how the methods of prayer that you pray best with, then you can actually build out an even more uh, of a structure. Yeah. You know, do some Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I pray with scripture. You know, Tuesdays, I, I do spiritual reading. And, and Thursdays, I do intercessory prayer. You know, the, that can seem a little kind of like forced and scheduled and mechanistic, but I think if you do it in a well-ordered way, it's actually just intentional. Yeah. You know, instead of sometimes I, I see students that they do all of this, right? They they get their prayer time. They know where they're going to pray. They take an account of their life and they go to prayer and they know that they need to pray. They know it. And it's like, well, how do you pray? And they're like, I don't know. Well, it's like, well, you've been doing that for three weeks, just showing up, hoping that it'll be good. Yeah. And so I think taking account of how we pray and being intentional with that. You know, this season of my life, I'm actually going to really focus on praying with the the gospel, the infancy narratives. You know, it's it's Advent. So for these four weeks, like that's going to be my prayer day in and day out. Yep. And then and then move on to a different method. But at least you know what prayer looks like when you walk into it. Right. Again, you again, know? like I've kind of said this a handful of times, but it's it's making lowering those barriers, right. like making entering into prayer mm-hmm. easier because mm-hmm. it, you're not figuring out what time or what place or, um, you know, like not being thrown by what's going on or like, what am I going to do today? Like, I have no idea. Like if we have a plan, Mm -hmm. we can approach that plan. We can also be, as you're saying, like flexible enough to respond to the graces that are offered in prayer. So if I'm reading through scripture and something is like, whoa, like that kind of stuck out, well, sit with that for a while. Like there's no timeline. There's no like, Mm -hmm. there's no like, um, what sometimes in like big races, you know, like triathlons or marathons or like they have like cutoff times. Like if you're not at this checkpoint by this time, you have to stop because you'll be on the course too long and they have to reopen the roads and stuff. There's not that like cutoff time in prayer where it's like, if you don't get it by six months, (laughs) then you're kind of, you know, like this is like, it's a relationship with Christ that's built over a lifetime. Yes. So you don't have to figure out if journaling is good for you over in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like try it. Like you yeah. said, try it for a month. And if it's good, then stick with it. If it's not, like move on. And as we mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as we try these different forms, these different times, these different whatever, like it, it'll become clearer to us like what's conducive to my personality and, mm-hmm. and temperament mm-hmm. and all of this. And, and then perhaps in like a few years that life changes and that changes, you know, so like there's a flexibility, yeah. you know, that we have to have and be okay with, but there's also things that we can have like ownership and control over to right. help right. be flexible. Right. That flexibility is only accomplished by intentionality. Yeah. You know, without that intentionality, that's just chaos. Yeah. You know, um, but I think if you combine points three and four, you end up with like three A, which will be like maybe a little bonus tip on okay. uh, preparing for prayer. But it is, it's motivated by what you're saying is taking account of your life, but recognizing that how you are to pray now, given your current circumstances, is not how you prayed in the past 
it may not it may be very different how you yeah. pray in the future you know i have friends who've uh, gone off and uh, got married started families and things like that and their life radically changes by now being a spouse and, and having children and their prayer life does not look like it did when they were in college right nor and should it. it that is that i was just gonna say it actually shouldn't right and so taking that account in your life and knowing it kind of it's like okay well i'm going to pray given this current circumstances you know uh, dealing with our students who graduate it's like okay you're going to get a job now and and your prayer life is going to look different you may not be able to get to daily mass like maybe you can get to daily mass twice a week you know okay get that in there but like taking a, an account of the obligations of your current state of life and not imposing a previous prayer routine into that right but taking an account of your current state of life and the demands of that and then seeing okay how do i pray within this context um and that brings up maybe we're just tying everything together let's find out but i think part of that is then also taking the account of not compartmentalizing is then given this new state of life given these new obligations i have how do i invite god into that yeah because we're talking very specific we're talking very specifically about like dedicated prayer time but we, with that in introduction we talked about about not compartmentalizing how do we then from that intentional prayer time invite the lord into the rest of these moments you know it's yeah. about changing in the diaper and asking the lord to make sure that you don't puke your guts out because it's disgusting you know and the grace to be able to be a good parent in very you know trying and difficult times is it the grace to be a good business partner you know are you inviting the lord into these meetings and saying lord send your spirit upon me because you have a familiar familiarity with him in intentional prayer time then that spurs him into inviting him into the moments of the rest of the day yeah. so that you then have this consistency of 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 a prayer life yeah you know yeah that makes sense i think it, I'll, I'll this will be my last sort of like thing but some i sometimes i tell people it's a good like often in the spiritual life or with temptations or vices we we're we try to play defense a lot but mm -hmm. never play offense mm -hmm. in the sense of like we react in mm -hmm. the moment but we haven't done the sort of things outside of a moment of temptation or struggle um that would help us like react better you know so like with prayer it's like we can get into prayer and then just react to what's going on right there and be like yeah. overwhelmed or like i don't know what i'm doing and that's kind of a defensive thing to the moment um but we can also take these sort of, and sometimes we have to do that it's fine but we can also take these sort of like offenses or like pre-prayer steps as we've talked about to help set us up to really enter into those moments yeah. with the lord and to have our minds and hearts ready to receive what he's mm -hmm. what he's giving us yeah well thank you to all the listeners and and thank you for staying with us throughout the entirety of this episode of god's planning please follow us on all the social medias where we're out there so please follow us on those like subscribe comment and leave a five-star review um, if you enjoyed this podcast and if you would like to you can make a donation to the podcast through our patreon um, by following the link in the description or the show notes uh, you can also follow other links in the description and show notes um, to shop our godsplaining merchandise and to get information about upcoming godsplaining events on our website one event that we would like to uh, highlight is that we are having an event in Lincoln, Nebraska on March 16th. So if you're in and around the Nebraska area or want to 
make a, a trip across country into some cornfields, you can join the God's Planning crew out in Lincoln, Nebraska on March 15th. Find more, or March 16th, I'm sorry. Uh, find more information on our website for that. As always, thank you for listening. Know that we're praying for you. God bless. Mm-hmm.